binoculars or what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Welcome to Featured Creatures. I am Alan. I'm Alex. And I'm Garrett. And Garrett is woefully ill-prepared. All right. Just well, like I mean, the rest of us. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. We're all, you know, the shoes on the other foot. There's shoes. That, what? What? We, we get shoes in this show? I'm not well, wearing any. I'm, I'm also still wearing sandals for some reason. It's because the tile's cold. I don't know we got a shoe budget. No, we don't. Yeah, I brought these from home. I want my feet creasies. <laughs> Whoa. Just get some Air Jordans. Just uh, put our sticker on them. <laughs> no, I, no, I got, I got it. I'm gonna do it. Patreon me so I can get the Yeezys. I'm just gonna put <laughs> so make some feet creases all over them, and then probably destroy all the resale value with more stickers. It's yeah. fine. We can. We'll look into getting like the you know the like vinyl you know 2D 3D patch thing. We just sew them on some Chuck Taylors. It's fine. You just get them oh, the right that'd be size. So fucking cool. It would be pretty cool. I think it's like pretty expensive to do that though. I don't fucking care. They're like, because I, I was I was looking into doing like patches um, for like a month, and it's ludicrously expensive. I I tried to exhaust like every oh, an, possible enamel way to pins do it. are also ludicrously expensive. No, like more, worse than that because like you can do like an order of like of like a hundred enamel pins, and it's like two hundred dollars or so, like depending. But I like, did not find any that cheap. I found I found some pretty good deals on enamel pins, but I don't think I yeah. But where were they pins. from? They were a million percent made in China, all right? Like a gorillion percent. So I was only looking at quality enamel pin. (laughs) You know, just red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah. But at any rate, uh, no, like patches, you got to get like 500 plus of them, and they're like $12 a piece. It's ridiculous. Like there's no good deal on them. Yeah. Also throwing this out there, we are sponsored by Monster Energy Drinks. I have their official pins (laughs) enameled. You can't even get these, but I got them all. Uh, $10 each. Are are we going by like what we have enamel pins of that we're sponsored by? Yeah, sure. Because I have enamel pins for Alien Fresh Jerky. Well, you you want to sell those? I'm just no. trying to make, I'm trying to make. I cash. hoard my pins. I'm trying to sell these. I got a whole bag of these. I got a lot of. They're for I guess athletes I'm sponsored only. by Disney. So there you go. Did you happen to get any Haritos pins? <sighs> no, my brother got a bunch of bottle openers though. <laughs> I oh ate man, them. you same, same. No, we got five pallets, and I don't want them. I think we got rid of them all finally. Oh damn it. No, this was like two years ago. Damn it. You don't even like them anymore. You realize they're garbage. I like them just not mixed with vodka, but I'm afraid to try some after drinking it with vodka. The, I don't, you know, I think it's definitely acquired taste. Like I think the Haritos, like the, um, the horchata, I think is pretty good, but everything else is just kind of whatever. It just tastes like juice. It's like, it tastes like flat soda. And a, uh, horchata was ruined for me by a dared beverage. Oof. I don't, Some, I don't know if I want to know. I can't remember who it was, but someone, like, cause we got a while back when I worked at circle K, um, rockstar came out with a horchata <laughs> with an energy horchata. That sounds horrible. And I don't remember which one of my, I was going to say friends, but I'm going to say enemies. Yeah. This sounds like <laughs> um, an enemy blood enemy. It dared me to try one. Oh man. Why would you agree to that though? I blame you. You're your own worst enemy. It's because I accept all challengers. That's why I leave my door unlocked. That's a mistake. You, you heard the door, it here. The door is left open for Abraham. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, 
I have a. Um, so yeah, you drank the thing and what? You just like he died. Your entrails exploded. Oh no! That's just tasted like the trash. EDP machine oh. to talk to him right now. <laughs> oh, okay, we got. Nope, it. nope, nope. Garrett, are you here? Yes. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> I have to edit this. This isn't good for anyone. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, this is introducing <laughs> static. <in> the- <laughs> Dead people. I'm sorry, but you're apparently not wanted. They're this, wanted, just not show. during this recording. We'll have a separate EVP session with the ghost chair. <sighs> okay, okay. <laughs> I said that as a joke, but I think we should really no, have a separate EVP. I, I, I want to know what's up with that. Yeah, we're going to bring that chair into this. And you know what? <laughs> we're going to release it on Patreon, which means there's going to be an episode on Patreon that's 15 minutes of static and I no feel EVPs. Bad for anybody right. that subscribes to get that, because yeah, it's going to be the most boring nonsense. But watch there be EVPs. Yeah, what if oh, we find yeah. out what's. I mean, you. Okay. That's I mean that's the competition. Right? Chefton is, is just talking trash because he found out that if you stick your arm in that chair, it's a portal. A- so a pair allegedly, back, allegedly. Some, some backstory. <laughs> oh, I thought this happened on air. In no, episode. my uh, I have a sound bar for my TV, and my remote was just gone, absolutely gone. We flipped over the entire fucking living room. I searched that chair myself. Other people have searched that chair, and it was gone for months. We're like, all right, fuck it. Like, there's a switch on the back. Whatever. <laughs> Jefferson shoves his fucking arm in there and pulls out the fucking remote and like some glasses. Yeah, I was finding artifacts inside. We that fucking chair. dug deep into that, like couldn't find shit. I reached in there and found it. It was, I mean, it was just right there. I don't think you looked very well. Honestly. I fucking looked even, so hard. I'm, I'm not trying to call you out for not being a good looker, but you just, you didn't, you know. The chair is haunted. And yeah. Um, so to the monster we were going to cover really boring i mean we can still like say what it is right because like I oh, don't, how do i pronounce that name vi or vrykokus colcus vrykokus that's a pretty cool name i think we should just have a hermeneutical episode we just talk about the arguments of these names and where they mean and where it's just like oh it references this other thing that's way better it was literally it's it's etymology section is literally the begats of the bible Okay, it so was like what, it's so its name is like is this, which sounds like this name, which could be this, 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 ending in it could be a mistranslation of bugbear from and like the countries that they are talking about <laughs> branch further and further away from where the monster's from, <laughs> and if any of it was remotely interesting and not just like it kind of sounds like this, not like if there was any actual ties between the two words somebody's like hauled this corpse into the thing yeah and, okay so what was the what yeah. was like Elevator the farthest pitch and explain this more than the wiki did what does this thing do where was the where was the like the earliest origin for it i don't know they didn't have dates they just had these were what it kind of sounds like okay, so what was the last thing that you read um was it the bugbear thing it might be a mistranslation of bugbear that is the last thing in the um I think the last thing I read in the etymology section, which had nothing to do with the monster itself, is in this region of Greece, werewolves, when they die, turn into vampires. <laughs> that's amazing, though. Yeah, but that's it. Like, that's that's amazing and unrelated. That, that one sentence. It's amazing and unrelated. Oh, man. I mean, we're, so we're, not, we're just not going to talk about it. Grecian werewolf vampire. No, I mean when we get to act that actual creature oh, and not this. Yeah, that sounds awesome. This vampire that's not a vampire. Yeah, it, it's described as a you vampire, it. but it eats flesh instead of drinking blood. So a that's zombie. it. So well, but it predates the zombie. No, 
Because like then the zombie it would predates be the word zombie, but not yeah. like an undead creature eating flesh. I guess that's true. Yeah, but wouldn't I'll, that be like because that's like a ghoul, right? A uh, ghoul is also something else. This is the whole wiki. It's just hermeneutical. Yeah, and then like it gets to like it could be this kind of vampire, or it could be a mare, which is like the sleep paralysis demon, or hmm. but like so everything that's interesting about it is something else that's not it. <laughs> it's just like it's trying to to tangentially affix itself to other cool things. Yes. I see. Well, the that's a, you know, sort of an interesting, you know, cryptid fact in and of itself. An undead cloud chaser. It's like it's got, well, exactly, you know, it's got a life of its own. It has the life sort of, of even its own. It has a life of others. Well, that's what I mean. Right. You know, it's like a parasitic organism. I don't want to give any credit to this thing. I'm just, I'm trying, I'm just like trying to bait here and to play in the X-Files theme over there. Oh, no, because I'm actually doing work. Finally. Oh, wow. So today, instead, we're going to do our first grab bag episode. Okay. And normally how I planned on doing grab bag episodes is I would know ahead of time that we're doing a grab bag episode and have the like the five monsters picked out and actually do some not just... Um, you know, seat of our pants. Yeah. Uh, so Wait, we, we, have a, we, we have a pants budget? Well, again, mm. I brought these from home. I'm Those wearing are short, same and shorts. I don't know why. It's because the couch is cold. Anywho... <laughs> So, Alan, yeah, give me a number between one and fifty-nine. Uh, um, <laughs> five, five. Okay, that is. Oh fuck! Uh, this monster is called Crimean War Monstrosities. Oh no, I don't like this. <laughs> so now I will go to the wiki page for it, and it's not on Wikipedia; it's on. Uh, let me find this. You're just going to go to actual Crimean War atrocities. See, that's what I was thinking. Like, whoa, what, what happened during the Crimean War? Oh, I, we, we can ask. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> just ask the <laughs> Crimean War orphans. What happened? Okay, it is on, if I remember correctly. They're just like, it's very cold. Obscurban legend wiki. <laughs> oh, oh, how clever. Okay, so Crimean War monstrosities. There's no image available. Whoa, that's spooky. It's almost like name redacted. It's from Europe. It's Joseph Boys. The Crimean War monstrosities were a group of flying humanoid cryptids reportedly sighted multiple times during the Crimean War, which raged from 1854 to 1856. The, <laughs> the creature was described as being a gigantic, headless, crow-like animal. <laughs> Other witnesses described them as humanoid bats or birds, similar to the famous Mothman or the Blackbird of Chernobyl. Whoa. Which, one of those is a creepy I was going to say, one of those is, so this is pretty new. Uh, possible explanations. There are several explanations as the as to what the creature could be. Uh, they could be like prototype World War II bugmen. Theories include an undiscovered species, parentheses, a cryptid, a spirit, a demonic pose- uh, presence, oh. and not listed here is mine, a fallen angel. Mr. Worldwide. I'm not going to press it. Oh, okay. You know it by now. Mr. Worldwide. Um, <laughs> trivia. According to one report, the five soldiers who were lurking in... Okay, here's where just it's the creepypasta. I was going to say, it's the, this is another creepypasta monster. Yeah. 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 Uh, according to a report, the five soldiers who were lurking in the battlefield that night were not Russian, but Turkish. <laughs> that's, that's the real creepypasta. The sentries on duty even described their uniforms as being like robes, complete with turbans. 
Is that, I, I mean, I, forgive my ignorance here, but is that what like the Turkish military uniform looks like? It's like robed and turbaned? No idea. I don't want to go to combat uh, against that. According to these sentries, they were shocked. They were shocked by five approaching and screaming Turkish soldiers <laughs> running directly at them from out of the pitch black night. The sentries opened fire on the screaming Turkish, thinking that they were attacking soldiers, but soon saw the reason for their screams. When out of the darkness, uh, I think that's me. Uh, it's okay, continue. Seemingly chasing the Turkish, the Russian sentries saw a gigantic swarm of bat-like creatures. With no head. So that, and that's the entire wiki page for Crimean war monstrosities. Oh man. The streaming Turkish just sounds like one of those like early eighties, like post-punk, like, uh, like anarchist like bands, you know? Yeah. Like Chumbawamba. Yeah. The cousin band of fearless Iranians from hell. Yes. All right. Shefton. Uh, what's between one, one and, and 59. Don't pick K5. Okay, uh, 22. Man dragon. <laughs> Not to be again? confused with dragon man. <laughs> or moon dragon. They sound very similar. That's um, Star Fox's wife? I think, yeah, she's like a member of Infinity Watch. Yeah. Yeah. The Marvel Comics Star Fox, not the Nintendo character Star Fox. Just imagine. Can't let you do that, Star Fox. Now I have to Google Mandragon. That's what Thanos said when he was trying to get the stones. All right. Again, from the same uh, website. Oh, no. Is this another creepypasta? Uh, probably. <laughs> Is that, We're going to find out that Obscurban, it's all, it's just, it's a creepypasta repository. Maybe, because it comes from, uh, this one has a link to the original article <laughs> on unknownexplorers.com. All right. Mandragon. <laughs> One day there was a guy playing Majora's Continent Mask. Asia. <laughs> the man dragon was a strange humanoid creature reportedly sighted in 1926 near the Te Dam in southeastern foothills of China. The creature was described as being humanoid in appearance. It was reportedly black or dark gray in color. It also possessed wings and glowing red eyes, just like the Mothman. Convenient. Possible explanations. <laughs> All right. Errant Mothman. Undiscovered creature, species, spirit, demonic presence. Gosh dang. Or... Mr. Worldwide! <laughs> Trivia. On the afternoon of January 19th, 1926, during the height of the Mandragon sightings, uh, the, the Jean Te Dam suffered a massive structural failure and collapse, sending over 40 billion gallons of water crashing into the farming villages below. Several villages were entirely destroyed beneath the massive force of rushing water, and when the water finally drained, the death toll was estimated to be over 15,000. Wow. Although most of the records and <laughs> reports of the disaster were destroyed by the ruling Communist Party, many of the survivors of this horrible disaster did confirm that the Mandragon not only showed itself above the ill-fated yep, dam, yeah. but also to many of the victims. And then he, he called a whole bunch as Ingrid Cold, but they didn't speak English, so they didn't know yep. what was happening. Yeah. All right. That's a million. That's got to be a creepypasta. It probably Because in real life, they, it would just be called Chinese Mothman. <laughs> yeah. And it would look nothing like a moth. Exactly. It'd be a golf cart flying. Exactly. It'd be a rickshaw flying in the sky. <laughs> just like every other <laughs> Mothman. In the charging bank. Because <laughs> that's how you got to charge up your rickshaw. 
Uh, Alan, give me a number. Oh, man. Um, Five? You already did that one. Uh, um, No, this one was five. Uh, I don't know any other numbers. <laughs> you got one through 59. Um, oh boy, I think. 23. Dangerously close to the one that Shefton just did. This is Katine Voar. Okay, that sounds you know, ethnic enough to be real. There's an actual Wikipedia page. What? Maybe that means this ARG is you know, going deep. It's also the, oh, even more. Uh, there's a cryptids wiki page for it too. Well, I guess that means this one's not just a creepypasta. But is it a mob? Exactly. Yes. Almost certainly. But is there a page for it on, there is a page for it on obscurebin.com. Are you going to do it? We're just going to stay on brand. Uh, I'm going to look up the, I'm going to look at the Wikipedia page one. Is this becoming our brand? We just, we're very slowly becoming a creepypasta podcast. No, it's obscure bands. We're sponsored by them now. Oh, okay. The Wikipedia page has a big, big chunk of info, but I like it because the first thing on it is its scientific classification. Oh, oh. nice. Because I'll read, I'll read the, the top part, like the summary of the whole, the Kating Voar, also known as Kating v- the same thing. Um, <laughs> Lin du- Duong or snake eating cow. Whoa. Is a bovid mammal reported to exist in Cambodia and Vietnam. All right. I like this. The Katingvoir is described as a cow-like animal with peculiar twisting horns, about 45 centimeters, 20 inches long and, and spotted fur. That's almost one Labrador long. See, I was thinking, okay, like it's like a regular, regular cow. She's like a, you know, black and white, but with like, you know, ox horns. The first evidence found of such a creature is a set of horns found by Wolfgang Peter in Ho Chi Minh City. <laughs> found it out in Ho Chi Minh. In 1994, Peter and Failer believed it could be a new species. Now, there's also an earlier report of British hunters in the first part of the 20th century observing several Kating Voar and shooting and killing to use as tiger bait. Oh, there's, right. according to scientists, a strong chance that it at one time did exist in a smaller chance that they may exist today. Wow, that's actually pretty interesting. Here's my question. What about how they eat snake? Exactly. Yeah, let's see. Can't find anything about it eating snakes. All uh, all supposed Kating Voar specimens were subject to DNA analysis. To date, have turned out to be artificially shaped cattle horns. So anytime they found horns that were from it, they were fake. They sent them in. Uh, people used their horns to make by a compli- uh, shaped by a complicated technique in order to serve as anti-snake talismans. I think the Ramones wrote a song about these guys, right? Okay, that's three down. Let's do two more. <laughs> Chef. Uh, okay, let's go with uh, 48. 48 is Dos Palmas Winged Snake. Okay, <laughs> I like this guy already. Palmas. Got a winged snake instead of a falling snake. Uh-huh. Ooh, instead of an eaten snake. Yeah. They're just flying right into the, the cow's mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Look at this picture. Look at this picture. What is even... <laughs> you point this bad boy in my direction. Oh, dude, I think I've seen that before. <laughs> it's a nice charcoal rendering it's of a... freaking suplex that train, dude. All right. That thing looked kind of like Trogdor, I'm not going to lie. A little bit. I'll post the picture in our Discord server. 
the Dos Palmas winged the Dos Palmas winged snake from North America. It was a bizarre serpentine creature mentioned in the 1882 Los Angeles Times report from a train engineer and a firefighter. The encounter took place on the Southern Pacific Express after passing Dos Palmas. The engineer noted that noted what appeared to be a column of sand about half a mile ahead moving towards the track and looking like it was going to collide with the train. When the column came within a short distance, it was clear that it was some kind of animal. But visible several miles away from a moving train. I think train. it said about... We said two miles, right? About half a mile ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Several fractions of a mile away. But it wasn't a sand column. It was a rock lobster. The report ah. said it was moving in almost a perpendicular fashion. I presi- Wow, it should say fashion, but it says position. <laughs> Uh, the tail dragging on the ground and propelled by two very large wings near the head. The bird snake, or whatever it was, quote, appeared to be about 30 feet long and a foot in diameter. Possible explanation. A foot in diameter? Yeah. I guess. Thick snake. I mean, but at like at 30 feet long? <laughs> I, you know, I, who am I to judge? It's fine. You can be a long, thin snake. Undiscovered species. Naturally, you know, it's or, the, the newest species of snake with wings or a hoax. There's no way. Why would what could anybody have to gain from faking a flying snake? According to the report, when the train passed the creature, the snake's tail was not where it should have been. <laughs> what? And a portion of its lower extremity was clipped off. This seemed to put this flying snake on his metal and he. Oh, oh, it was injured and he prepared for war. He wheeled around and gave chase to the train the snake moved as fast as lightning and began attacking the sides of the train, giving the vehicle a, quote, lively thrashing uh, that broke several windows and frightened many of the passengers. <laughs> Although some of the passengers shot the creature with pistols, it seemed to have no effect. After a few minutes, the snake left on its own accord. The story was apparently confirmed by everyone on the train and was later republished in The Brooklyn Eagle. Okay, so, you know, dozens of passengers on this train saw it. And shot it. <laughs> and shot, and shot it. at it. You know, I mean, because my first thought was, you know, they pulled the William Castle and just, like, somebody <laughs> thought it would be funny to string up, like, you know, some poor green anaconda they found <laughs> and just fixed, you know, fake yeah. wings to, right? And just, oh, people will drive past it, and because they're moving, it'll seem like it's moving, you know, we will get a good scare out of people. It would be a good story. Which, I mean, I guess could still be true, but... At least a bunch of people confirmed they saw something, so that's interesting. Yep. But they honestly, they were probably all high on opium and like early heroin. So I do like the first uh, North American grab bag is full of gun violence. That's true. <laughs> but no one could do anything to stop this menace. Mm. It's just like it turns out that good guys with guns can't stop bad giant snake monsters. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if it is just a stuffed green anaconda just strung up, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> They did the right thing in this case. They put it out, put it out of its misery. (laughs) It's still there. It's only in misery. It's just an anaconda halfway through eating like a friggin' ostrich. It got stuck. Yeah, that's why the tail seemed like it was in the wrong place. Alan, yeah. uh, What what ostrich? Yeah, a one through fifty nine. No, that's a number, right? Ostrich. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's got two legs, two wings, one head. That's five. Yeah, that's a five. Five. Five are picked. Um, what's the opposite of five? Oh, it's got one tail, uh, and that would be negative five. Negative five. The inverse of it. So the absolute value of negative five is... 25. 
That is not the case. It That's where we're going. Right? Nope, we're going with 25. No, I'm going with your first answer of um, ostrich. The of ostrich. No, of just ostrich. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I was sk- skimming through here. Like, what would be the closest to an ostrich just by based on the name? He just found death ostrich. And I'm going with um, number 37, Texas Big Bird. It, well, oh. you know, it's Garrett's choice, so... <laughs> No, no, that's the closest well, we to each ostrich. Pick two, Garrett gets to pick one. It's fine. I mean, you know, I feel like if you're going to use your choice, Garrett, you should use it on something good. It's just going to be like a bad Thunderbird, which is saying something. I didn't pick is- this one. Alan picked this one with the word ostrich. Uh, and yeah. Texas Big Bird is ostrich is a big bird. It's a very big bird. All yeah, right. It's bigger. The Tejas Big Bird. <laughs> Continent North America. Whoa. Flying cryptid that was seen over the Rio Grande Valley oh, no. in January 1976. It was encountered at least twice. At least as many times as two. Uh, da, 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 da. The two known witnesses being Alvarico. That sounds right. Alvarico Guajardo. That sounds okay. Of Brownsville, Texas. And Armando Grimaldo of Raymondville, Texas. That name is great. It's like a pretty, pretty I, I love name. I love names that are almost alliteration and also almost rhyme. He's like a cat person. Grimalkin. Uh, despite the name, the creature was rarely described as being bird-like. <laughs> oh, huh? Well, you know. it's The picture is a giant hawk flying over a... It's the, the bird is photoshopped into this like suburban. <laughs> um, I was going to say, if it's a guy with a shaved head, sunglasses and a suit, think it's a fallen angel. Yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, dis- witnesses <laughs> reported description is witnesses reported as being five feet tall with large wings, often folded wow. behind. I thought you were going to say large sunglasses. And I was so excited for a second that the description was going to be pitbull. <laughs> it's back. It seemed to possess large red eyes on a gorilla-like face. Armando Grimaldo also reported a funny whistling sound before he was attacked. Now, this is the the segment from Timber by Pitbull featuring Kesha. I mean, there is a video I found on YouTube that was a compilation of every time Pitbull does his weird scream thing. (laughs) You gotta post that on the Patreon. Uh, possible explanations, undiscovered species, a Jabiru, a large South American stork that occasionally appears in Texas. Whoa. I I mean, that seems like a perfect explanation. Trivia. The creature gained its name from the popular Sesame street Muppet (laughs) big bird. Yeah. Uh, I never would have thought during during Grimaldo's sighting. He claimed that the creature gripped his back with sharp claws and ripped his shirt. (laughs) Uh, was this confirmed at all? Yeah, oh. his shirt's destroyed. I now have a new sound clip I need to add. What? It's going to be used very rarely, only when someone gets their shirt ripped. Does Shefton know what it is? I don't I don't think so. So, in one of the best movies ever made, Kung Pao Enter the Fist, oh. Evil Betty gets his shirt ripped. Yeah. And when he hits the guy, he goes, Shut ripper! <laughs> Is that from the regular track or like the bad dub track? Ooh, I don't remember. Cause that like, I don't remember everything from, I, the only thing I remember from like the, the actual dialogue is that's a lot of nuts. Uh, I think it's from the actual one. Okay. You must be going the fighter to make it past my cow. (laughs) 
Also, ostrich His goes name back. is Moon You. That's the number I picked. Ah, that movie. Let me know if you see a Radio Shack. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like it's just oh. the, the perfect formula. And Chirito, Macho Burrito. <laughs> you just take a an completely unknown, cheap, obscure kung fu movie from the seventies and just redub it. It's, it's fine. two separate kung fu movies. Well, that I mean, there's there's more than that, and there's there's a bunch of deleted scenes. There's the whole thing with like the ghost house. Yeah, they use like one shot from. It's yep. like an extra ten minutes of movie. Yeah, bananas. And all those deleted scenes were used to make the preview for the yep. next movie. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll make a fake trail. Uh, that's it for grab bag. We did five. Can any of them? Be oh, you that? want to do one more? No, it's okay. Are you sure you sound sad? Let's do one more. Okay, go ahead. Uh, pick a number, Chef. You got No, you pick it. You didn't pick one. You said Alan picked Ostrich. So you yeah, pick I, I can't pick one because I know all of them. So fine, whatever, fine. whichever one is the one that you want the I'll, most. I'll, I'll look up. Let me, let me go on Wikipedia and look up a list of numbers. <laughs> uh... <laughs> This one looks pretty good. 34. Oh, this one is pretty good. Boneless. <laughs> to <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, that one, that's why I collect bones. Just in the off chance that I might become boneless again. That and the bone collector is a really cool name. So There's boneless. Old boneless. Sounds like a, like a World War II like Navy gunner. Continent. Europe. Boneless was a slug-like cryptid reportedly sighted late one November night during the 1950s. Railwayman John Davies was riding his motorbike back home to his cottage in Derbyshire, Longdendale Valley. Whoa. When he saw what appeared to be a, or appeared to be quote, boneless. As the entity was known locally, crossing the road not far ahead. The creature was described as a huge black slug sliding across the road and up the moor making a scraping noise as it did so. Up closer, it looked somewhat like a massive whale and even possessed an eye-like structure on the side. The creature's size is unknown. What? Is this like a, is like a Junji Ito village here? Yeah. Where he's just like, oh yeah, there's boneless. It's just, it's a big slug whale man that just lives in our town. Like rolls. He's just there sometimes. Rolls onto his side to like wave a flipper. Like as he passed oh by. Gee, what? Uh, possible explanations. <laughs> Undiscovered creature, hoax, pit bull. Nope. Undiscovered creature, extraterrestrial, undiscovered <laughs> giant slug, demonic Whoa. entity, pit bull. Demonic. Mr. Worldwide. I, I like boneless. What's demonic about boneless? All right. It seems pretty boneless cool, is, honestly. Boneless is like that thing from Aquatine that needs to get a job. Did Trivia. You? Another observer was a friend of Davies who had seen it sliding across the valley below Ogden Clog. Sliding and scraping. <laughs> that's the, the real, the highlight of the trivia is Ogden Clog. Oh, we, you know, British villagers, they're a safe target, right? We can make fun of their names. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I mean, we're in a free country. I guess so. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. That's a good point. Except be boneless, apparently. People think you're demonic. Yeah. Well, only the British think we're demonic, uh, so it's fine. So that's six we've done. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I I'm guess that's enough. I am. Yeah. Out of all of them, who would win in a fight? Boneless. Uh, like against each other? Yeah. In a battle royale. Well, I mean, all of them are, you know, basically Pitbull, right? <laughs> so it, you know, five-way draw. I'm going to go with the 30-foot snake that took on a train and survived <laughs> multiple gunshots. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'm going to go with boneless. Also, I just like the idea of Pitbull. Featuring Pitbull, featuring Pitbull, featuring Pitbull, featuring Pitbull. That'd be a pretty good track. That would be pretty good. You know, if we keep mentioning Pitbull, like he might contact us. 
And I don't mean with the EVP thing. Well, I've been using the reading the Enochian Bible lately. So, oh, how's that been going? Oh, well, you know, it's all about Pitbull. <laughs> That's where he gets his lyrics. Who, who taught a, us math? I who need taught a fucking, us astrology? I need a goddamn rim shot button. That was too good. Uh, oh man, uh, I'm channeling him. He's he's coming. He went to that Walmart Kodiak. in Alaska, so you know. Okay, imagine our first guest is Pitbull. Can so, uh, funny. so we have one vote for thirty foot long snake that took on a train and survived gunshot wounds. One yeah, vote that, for oh, boneless. That's gonna that's gonna win in the fight. Yeah. Like against all these things. Yeah, I, I I agree. If we're assuming based on what was described that all of these things. Well, I don't know though. Can the cow eating snake? Uh, so oh shit! Eat the snake. It's dead. A bunch. It's just, but none of its story involved it eating snakes. Well, but its name does. So I mean, you know. Yeah, but you gotta I go. Guess, it can you eat know, normal snakes? Presumably, that's how it's missing its lower fucking little section. That makes sense. It tried to eat it. It had a fight, so it was you know, but it won. It won out. Yeah, that's why there's none left. Cool. Okay. Can uh, this thirty foot long flying snake that took on a train and survived gunshot wounds beat a hippo the answer to that i think is yes yes all right guns kill hippos sometimes so <laughs> sometimes you know, given that never did guns but kill this giant also snake. sometimes it pisses off the hippo <laughs> that's true <laughs> okay plug emendations oh shoot i don't have one go somebody go before me uh the second season of kipo is on netflix that's i plugged kipo before but this time it's season two Oh, I know what I'm going to plug. I'm going to plug the same thing that I plugged to our friend group, which was Checks Quest, which I found out is free on Steam. Oh yeah, Checks. I I, I love that game. Yeah, a lot. I of played the do. fuck out of that game. I have the the CD ROM. You know, they actually limited run re released. There was a physical, like a big box release for it. I meant to get because um, it looked kind of like a serial. Box. I played the fuck cool. out of the game. Um, but no, I didn't have a computer that could like that. I had a CD ROM drive at the time, so I never. I didn't play it when it was new. I never went back to it. But it has multiplayer and it's free on Steam. So everybody should check out Checks Quest. Install Checks Quest. Yeah, because that's, you know, pretty fun. Man, stabbing. Yeah, it's it's a the Doom. It's, it's Doom, but with a Check Serial and skin it, over it. It's literally it. Doom with, with Checks. Yeah. Over. I'm in it. Um, and I don't know if this one, I think it's, it used, it's the it was, remaster. It and other vi- like serial video games released in boxes of serial wow. in the like, mid 90s. So this is, like this is the only good games. one. This was the only good one. And when like I played it whenever I went to go visit my grandma, and then when we moved to Quartz Hill, I like just took this CD and. Uh, Does Taco Bell floppy disk games worth anything? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> this this I also I also this yeah. happened. I'm sure this happened. I'm not getting Mandela right now. It's, it's a fever dream. Thinking, I know there's the Burger King game. No, no, this is this is floppy disk. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna Google the words Taco, Taco Bell, Bell floppy disk games. Yeah. Uh, What's your plug, Alan? While he's doing research uh, for your yeah. unsubstantiated claim. Well, well. <laughs> hey, uh, fine. Uh, it's about to be substantiated. Yeah, I don't want to know either way. Debunked. I'm horrified. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. wait a minute. What? All right, I see. There's there is a Reddit post. <laughs> like Mandela effect Taco Bell no, games. No, there, there's a okay. Just found three floppy disk games from Taco Bell at my parents' house that yeah. I hid away 18 years ago. That fits the timeline. Jumpin' Beans Jamboree, <laughs> Moon Eater, and Tasty Temple Challenge. That's the one I played. Do you think Moon Eater is a direct challenge to uh, McDonald's uh, Mac tonight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Okay, Alan. 
Yeah, uh, for no reason, I decided to build a... Oh, I, I could... No, I'm not going to... No, you, I, can, I, you can use it now. All right. Yeah, I built a... I, 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 I always heard, you know, I, I learned from William Burroughs, like, Constantine Rodov, but it's, I guess, Rodiva. <laughs> but I, I know as the Rodov diode, and I built one for no reason. But uh, that reminds me of this fun essay uh, by the all-time what is, what is, goat. What is of that? So, yeah, so Rodov diode is allegedly this spirit antenna by Dr. Constantine Rodov. <laughs> and uh, if, if I'm he, sorry, what was that name again? Do it into the mic. Constantine Rodov. <laughs> He's got a Midwestern drawl. <laughs> now, Constantine Rodov. Uh, but yes, he 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 didn't invent EVP, but he really pioneered it with the book Breakthrough, which I have no flexi from because I'm kind of mad about that. But um, no, the the all time great of art uh, wrote a pretty fun essay about all of it, and it's got a long wacky name, an academic cut up in early digestible, easily digestible paragraph size chunks, or the new king of pop, Doctor Constantine Rodov by Mike Kelly, and there's a. EVP record that's pretty fun. I don't know why I'm into this now, but I am. This is how I'm gonna waste my time. And that's the new music thing, right? That's how you're gonna. That's the new scene. Oh well, well, he wrote that article. He was like convinced it's a new scene. It's like everyone's making these records now, but like you know, they're boring. <laughs> and he, it's kind of this weird. Yeah, he's trying to trying to. He's coming out of Burroughs primarily, also because he's really the guy who really broke him outside of the ghost people world. But his whole thing is like academia is like badly absorbed the cut up theory and Rodov and he wants to make it kind of fucked up again. It's a fun article. It's a good 20 pages less because it's pictures. <laughs> but no, he's like, yeah, th- this was a thing where like artists were, there were like DJs as art and it's just bad because you don't, you can't enjoy music in a gallery. It's just not possible. That That's my hot take. That's not hot at all. <laughs> no, I think it kind of makes sense that it's like in if you're gonna like actively listen to music in the same way that you kind of like might actively like observe art, like it's hard to do that in a gallery setting. Yeah. So, it, like, especially if there's multiple areas that you have to listen to music, and it's a gallery is a big open space, yes, and it's just, just a cacophonous like, <laughs> hellscape. Well, exactly. You know that like it not like the fun audio hellscape that is watching Aquaman because that's just bewildering. That, that's, yeah, that that's a tailored audio space. <laughs> Everything, including that. Sand pit burp was intentional. <laughs> it it verges on noise sometimes. Oh yeah, because you had to keep checking your phone to see if your phone was going off. <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking like silver apples and my Martin Sabotnik was going off. <laughs> I'm I'm actually super jealous. That I didn't get to see that in theaters. With you guys, yeah. it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's one of the two times I left my house that year, and it's worth it. <laughs> I only leave for Aquaman. I'm more jealous of that, honestly. That you you got to be inside your home all of the time. Except when you went out to see a good movie. And this podcast. And one other time. Yeah. Well. What's your plug recommendation, Garrett? I did mine. No, you got to do it again. Kipo season oh, two. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. It, just, it was really short. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's Keep, right. The second season of Kipo is on Netflix. Uh, I'm going to plug again. Taco Bell games. Taco Bell floppy disk game. I, I legit thought you were just making it. No, no, no. I, I remember playing it. It wasn't fun. It's just, I can't. It's impressive. I can't stress enough how much Chex Quest I played as a child. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know this is real. Like your main weapon is a goddamn like you're, you start off your melee weapon. I think is it's a called a splorch. Yeah, splorch. And you're fighting weird slime monsters. 
Yeah. Like you're a guy in like your, your space cop and your uniform is like just blue, like skin tight blue, but over but it is a checks. giant golden yes. checks body armor. Yes. Huh. Like this. I it's love one of those things that you would think just like wouldn't work, but it like, they just leaned into it like the exact right amount. It's fucking wacky. And it's like, what if doom was bright and colorful, but all the same level of spooky because there's all these weird green slime assholes. I think, I I don't know about like, cause I, th- I like I said, I think the one on steam is like a remaster. No, um, but I think, well, I mean like it's got multiplayer and stuff and it like, it's, but it's it like, like a DOS game. So it'd be hard. Bad. It'd be really hard to port over and like implement multiplayer. It'd be really hard. Alan, you give him some slack. All right. I just want it to um, look like, but a, I think the original used like some of the music from doom too. I <laughs> wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Somebody can correct me. I'm sure okay. somebody will be like, I'm no, all, they didn't. I'm all right with uh, corporate takeover, hostile takeover. It makes everything Doom. I mean, it's fine, honestly. It was, you know, I think id is other guys that made Doom originally. Yeah. You know, they were always in it for the money. So yep. it's fine. There's a Wizard and the Bruiser about Doom. Uh, Anywho, hit us up on Twitter, at Fecre, F-E-A-C-R-E. Shoot us an email, featuredcreaturepod at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> To uh, Jan Britton Owen for letting us use our theme song, uh, Cryptid Love, off his second album called Jan Britton Owen's Second Album. And check out our Patreon if you feel like it. We're still in disaster time. So. We have a new tier. It's the Get Alan Some Yeezys so we can make fee creases. That is a direct donation to Alan, and you've already sent your PayPal on. Yep, it's Alan um, Tofigi at I don't remember. <laughs> and, uh, Remember, all I need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. Boneless.